0: Welcome along to Baffled. It's a brand new episode. By the way, the first time we have done the podcast in, what, six months now, where we've actually all three been in the same room. So we're very quite, probably quite giddy through this episode. Just bear with us. It's the show where we try and source out the most amazing facts that we can find, knocking it around online. My name's Dan. Thank you so much for listening. This week, I've got facts all about how you can make money smelling disgusting stuff in China. Also, why Bob Marley was still a living legend even when he wasn't around. And also how you can send mail in the middle of nowhere. Connor is here as well. He's to my right today. Connor, what have you bought? Oh, I'll tell you what. It's so good to see your
1: faces,
2: gents. I feel so good. You're not know, excited by this. Come on. You look like a kid to- at Christmas. Oh, it's just- You know when a kid wakes up and goes downstairs and realises that he's got a bike? That's what your face looks like right now.
1: I'm so, much- I'm so happy that I'm not next to my bathroom anymore.
2: Anyway, right. Three facts. Katy
1: Perry's
0: weird fetish something about seconds
1: and also pigeon poo
0: and also you can hear screaming with excitement it's mark he's here as well with the buttons with the facts what have you got thank you very much right this week are all inventions for our own good
2: why tv is faking it and something which has been bugging me all the way through summer and no doubt has been bugging some of you i finally got a solution to it amazing
0: solutions on the way stay there it's a brand new baffled
2: Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today.
0: I don't want to labour on this for too long, but we are in the same room for the first time in six months of doing the podcast. It's only taken 22 episodes, and finally, here we all are together. I'm very aware that this show, uh, quite a lot of it is built on, uh, some call it banter, Banter. other people call it uh, cruelty, I want to say. I reckon... Listening, you will notice a bit more, a bit, a bit nicer from me and Mark towards Connor today. It's kind of like the you know
2: when people are like, oh yeah they're a troll because they can hide behind themselves online. <laughs> it's kind of like that. Normally we don't see each other's reactions, so we're not. We're just like, yeah, we'll say it. And it's fine. You can't see Connor silently crying in the corner. Today, you'll see Connor silently crying in the corner. I think it it sums it up as well, the
1: fact that this is the first time in the studio, I'm the one with the headphones that don't slightly work. I'm the one on the end of the table and used to look professional and set up. And I'm just here, ready for the barrel of abuse that's going to come in this episode.
2: Yeah, but you are socially distanced from me, so it's fine. I can't touch you if I reach out. And that means that we can't give each other coronavirus. Yeah, there we go. Uh, but it doesn't mean I can't insult you.
0: Now, just a couple of bits of admin to pick up before we do get into the facts, the point of the show. A few episodes ago, it was titled, something, are you our most famous listener? We put out a call. We said, are you the most famous listener? Can you possibly be more famous than me? How has the response gone to that, Mark? Uh, we've got one entry so far. Oh, don't don't give too much away, um, GDPR, but I want to get a flavour, a sense of of how famous they are. They have 11,000
2: followers on Twitter. They openly said they went, I don't think I'm the most famous, but I'm just going to put it out there to start with 11,000 followers on Twitter. I think someone out there is bigger than that. So are we basing fame on following now?
0: Well, this, is, this was the follow-up question. General idea of what they have done to deserve 11,000 followers.
2: I mean, I'm going to quickly stall while I try and load this email and find it. I don't remember all the messages I get in. It's a Twitter user called Channel Zero. They are apparently at Times Person of the Year, according to their Twitter bio. I'm not convinced that's real, but they've got 11,000 followers. On, uh, on Twitter. What are do they doing? Channel Zero Co is their Twitter name, if you want to look them up quickly. What do they do for work, Mark? Are they part of any big brands? Are they part
1: of any...
0: <laughs> straight on, look at it, Look at you. You've uh, gone straight to your phone, uh, Yeah, looking this up, trying What's to see that? if there's a collab opportunity. Channel Zero? Is that right?
2: Channel Zero Co is Channel the Twitter Zero. name. I
0: deliberately said when I pointed this out, cool. I didn't want a lot of them. I don't want this to be a massive plug for Channel Zero Co. I just wanted to know how we were getting on.
1: So Channel Zero Co, yeah, 1.2 thousand followers on Instagram, Not so therefore thing. I'm more
2: famous on Instagram, yeah, so I've we're got 3.8 thousand. But we're talking Twitter here, 11,000 on Twitter. Yeah. Right, well, okay. They're so far the most famous. From Boston, Massachusetts, they are a video gamer streamer person.
0: Sounds... I don't know what the official title of that is, but... I think, yeah, I, I, think, you, I, think I think you smashed it there. Thank you very much. much. I think that's what they call it. So that's taken care of... Also, thank you very much if you've got in touch, if you're trying to get yourself a badge. Uh, we asked for proof that you were getting other people to listen to the show. Uh, we've, got, we've got that. We're just sorting it all out. Then we're going to get you your badge, all right? doesn't matter where you are in the world. We are covering that. So just sit tight on that for a second and let's crack on. Let's get through nine facts this week in the podcast. Mark, you can start us off this week. Okay, fact number one. Keyboards were designed to slow
2: down our typing. Not speed it up. I struggle
1: with writing as it is, so the keyboard thing did slow me down because I'm not the best speller. Are you like, uh, you like a mum when you type? Do you use one finger on each hand and just like prod at it? So I have to say, I don't know if you are the same, but do you find that you overcompensate one hand? So like when you type, like one hand touches maybe three keys, and then the other hand touches all the other keys around it? Uh,
0: no, I don't do that. I have to say, I am a very very good touch typer when I, when I go back home and my mum straight sees, in with the bragging when, when, yeah. when my mum sees me type um, I'm not very good at anything else when she sees me type I like honestly it's like I'm performing magic in front of her eyes David Blaine flew up uh, to the sky the other day in some balloons it, when my mum sees me touch type oh, can you touch type it's Akin to David Blaine doing that.
2: Is it like when you go into a job interview, they're like, Have you got any skills that you think are going to be great for this job? And you just go, I mean, I don't want to brag, but I mean, you will not see a touch typer better than me.
0: <laughs> yeah. so, like, literal smoke coming off the fingers as I'm doing this. Do not even get me started. I once went for a, when I left university and I was hunting around for any job that would take me, I went to a, a temp agency, I went to an interview for this temp agency, and they put you through so many tests, all this rigmarole to figure out how good you are, where you're suited. And I was meant to do, made to do this touch typing test. And I typed, rattled off really, really quickly. I had about two minutes to just copy this text and note it down. And I made probably about two mistakes. And this woman, you've made two mistakes there. Oh. And she had this like beehive oh, no. barnet. Job's this, worth. This, this grey blonde beehive barnet. Proper stenciled She lives on, for those mistakes. Yeah. You've actually made two mistakes. If
1: you are listening, we're very sorry.
0: Yeah. If you did go for a proper job, um, you would not be allowed to make those mistakes if you were in an office environment. Do you remember at
1: school the like um, fast typing IT. things? It was like a, I don't know if it was just because my school was weird, but you used to get a license if you was a really good touch typer. You'd get no, like, a touch you, typing license. No, United.
2: I had a pen license. I ne- like, until you were, you weren't allowed to move on to a pen until pen. you did that. Yeah. but no one ever had it for type. Oh, so you, sorry, you're not allowed to try and go quicker than 50 words per minute because you haven't got your license. Yeah, but that's the yet. thing. I couldn't quite ever get my head around like
1: what I need to do to get this license. Everyone around me was getting the license, and I was sitting here like, oh, I have no license. I don't really understand why I have no license.
0: What are you wobbling on about? Why would you... What? So, like, in my school,
1: it was, like, part of that that stupidly ridiculous IT lesson. I don't know why you ever had IT lessons, pointless, anyway. But, like, we used to have the touch typings. It'd be like, you have to learn to type and not look at the keyboard. If it was really good, you got a licence. It's called the touch typing licence. Oh,
0: yeah, I figured out the name.
1: Yeah, I never achieved one. There why? we
0: go. Why? Why did you need a license? To, what? Well, it was like kind of like something to work towards. You think like it was you look so confused. I know the skill of touch typing is enough to work towards. I don't. You don't need to infantilise me. Well, with... I feel like they
1: sort of like dangled the license in front of you as if to say, like you know, practice. No, I
0: understand why they're doing it. Yeah, and then you achieve the license. I just think it's a stupid idea.
1: Yeah. I mean, you're more than welcome to send an email to HR at my school. I'm, I can send that your way, but. You know, I used to get quite upset because everyone around—it's like a lot of things in life. Everyone around me got it, and I didn't. Should
2: what? we should we get back to the facts? I feel like I haven't actually given us the facts yet. Few, I've got a few questions. So, why do they want to make people type slower? Okay, so the standard keyboard that people use is obviously the QWERTY keyboard. So Q W E R T Y across the top row, across the top row. I
0: can't just have look at this keyboard. <laughs> you can't just go in, is it? I'm like, oh my god, it says QWERTY.
2: It's called a QWERTY keyboard. <laughs> okay. uh, so that was designed uh, for use on typewriters. So pre computers to slow people down because people if people type too fast if they were giving away too many of those licenses then it would jam the typewriter and it would stop them being able to type. Interesting. So they introduced what is effectively an inefficient keyboard layout to slow you down. See this is so But obviously we don't have that issue now in computers but it's just what everyone is used to so people are resistant to changing it. So this is really
1: interesting because for my girlfriend's birthday I did buy her a typewriter from the 60s that has been like refurbished and it is great and she uses it for her poetry but when you try to type fast on the typewriter compared to the MacBook Air that I've got in front of me they all get stuck like up so I understand this.
2: Yeah, this exactly. Makes so, sense. so, so that's the reason why. So there is different types of keyboards now. We're in the digital age. So there's the Dvorak keyboard, which is set out to be the most efficient. So it has the most common consonants on one side of the middle row, the vowels on the other. So you basically alternate between the two. So you right. use both hands. That's a much, much, much quicker way of typing. Oh. But no one uses it oh. because everyone is so used to the qwerty keyboard.
0: Oh, I mean, how uh, like people can do what they want. You be you, but who? is that person that is, I'm going to get myself a different keyboard to everyone else to make my typing more efficient.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm definitely not that type of guy. I know a lot of people that have got gaming keyboards, which are find a little bit like, you know, so they can play Fortnite really quick and that like lines all your, your keys up on the right or left side. So I get that. My mum's left-handed um, and she struggles with with like mouse, ma- oh, that's mouses, that's mouses. Mice. Mice. Mice.
0: It's a good. It's a good fact to start us off. First one back in the studio, uh, right, Connor? Please, would you give us the first fact of your haul?
1: Yeah, I absolutely love this fact. Right, so before their huge falling out, Katy Perry used to carry a lock of Taylor Swift's hair around in her bag. Why? Okay, so immediately Ka- why? Okay, so Katy revealed one of the first times she went to the Grammys, she got to share a dressing room with Miley Cyrus and Taylor Swift love this already imagine those three now sharing a dressing that's room that's a power room isn't yeah, it? Never, yeah but it's never going to happen isn't it no, I can't imagine Miley Cyrus being like yeah I'll share absolutely not right Casey Perry asked for a lock of their hair from each one of them which is totally creepy but also quite cool she put little bows on them individually and put them in her purse and that was her little secret and she
2: said I'm a freak
0: well at least she knows it I do
2: you reckon that's why Taylor Swift hates her
0: well, I don't Because she she's, she's like,
2: "You're." Cr- I now know firsthand, you are creepy. Why did they
0: have the falling out? It was, wasn't it a dancer issue? I thought you'd know. Uh, no, I think it was... No, you would know this. Connor's referring to my Guinness World Record oh, in, in Taylor Swift. Just pumping that out again. Well, I mean, come on. Yeah,
1: <laughs> it's pretty cool, yeah. You yeah. rolled
0: the ball along the line. So let me know
1: Dan. why did Swifty fall out with Perry?
0: I think it was a dancer issue. I think Katy Perry accused her of... Stealing backing dancers for something. I mean, I don't know. I'm Team Swift here, but again, with all of the, like, I love Taylor Swift, but with everything she does, you do get the slight element that is a bit PR.
1: It's so pop star, isn't it? It's like they so you know, pop star. You know, I mean, they you are pop
0: stars. Yeah, I mean, it, when you do something that's so Essex, I don't immediately go, oh, that's so Essex. No, but because, it's not by like, the way, you are Essex.
1: It's like, oh, why did you? You know, why did you and Dan fall out? Oh, like you know, he said something. that was Why did you and Kate oh, we we argued about nicking backing dancers. <laughs> It's but, like, only they would be able to but, say well, that. Of course
0: they are, because they're the only people that are in that environment. Like, if we fell out because of some specific podcasting issue, people would go... It's going that way. People wouldn't go, oh, this, oh these podcasters are falling out. But yeah, of course they are. That's what we do. But, but it's just like,
1: imagine... Swiftie ringing up Perry and being like, we need a word. Like, old oh Jordan blah, 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 blah. I'm actually my backing dancers from last tour and all of a sudden you have them. This is just not on. That, that dressing room at the Grammys is probably the sexiest dressing room of three females that the Grammys could have, in my opinion.
2: Ain't I mean, there I, was something for everyone there? I'd love to
1: be the butler and just dip in. I'd be asking them if they want a cup of coffee every half an hour. Do you think
2: they just
0: have a butler on hand? It's one of their requests. I must have a British butler. Would you be a butler in the buff? A butler in the what? A butler in the buff in that situation. What's the buff? Yeah, it's one of these nudie butlers that ha- happen on hen parties. And if they wanted that, I'd provide. I once went on a star tour, star home tour at, uh, around Hollywood in, in the hills. And oh, gee, we it's just, honestly, Guinness World Records into Hollywood tours. <laughs> and that's hardly the most showbiz story. I had to pay about $90 for the privilege. And you're sat So in this, some of us just get the invite straight away. <laughs> and you're sat in this car and. Some guy, he's driving right, fiddling around with his phone at the same time. He's got about twenty of us in a bus with him. This is not the safest thing that you can be doing when you're can swerving, and they're on the wrong side of the road, swerving all over the place. And then he start, he finally finds a YouTube video that he wants, and he starts playing. boom Nice to meet you, where are you? I'm doing Taylor Swift. I can show you, and then we swing in to the little driveway that's outside of Taylor, the gates of Taylor Swift's house. This is amazing. I had the Guinness World Record at the time. But then we just sat there for about five minutes in a, in a bus.
1: I'm sick of it.
0: No, we we're, we're sat there for about five minutes in a bus looking at Taylor Swift's house, playing her songs. You see, why? How just... many times does that happen a day? Imagine she looks yeah. out the window and she can just hear a bus.
1: Oh, they're back again. I like, oh, say are. something. Playing her music. You, you are one of these people that enjoys these... Shitty tours of houses. No,
0: stop it! Stop no, it's it, stop complete it, no.
1: nonsense. No. It's like, oh, oh, this is the brickwork where no. Michael Jackson once lived. Who
0: cares? No, I don't care. You pay ninety dollars
1: for this yeah, nonsense. I don't care. He's got a point. He's got Great a point. Fuck,
0: right? D- what? It's a load of I crap, isn't it? I don't care, but. I feel you have. To, I had to go because it was. It's one of those things that you do in Hollywood. I've
2: been in Hollywood twice. Never done
0: it. Like no one cares about the stars. It's just a thing that you have to no, do.
1: I tell you what. It is a lie. I can get. Gar- I actually strongly believe that they're not their <laughs> <Yeah>. houses. They're <laughs> like. Oh yeah. my god! This is you know Tom Cruise's house. Prove it.
0: But who am I to show know? me?
1: Show me an electric bill. That's fine. <laughs> who am I? Show me the heating bill.
0: Why is Tom Cruise
1: got a bigger heating bill than everyone else? <laughs> well, I'm just saying. I need proof. First off, and secondly, I can't believe that you are the people. Oh, you are the person. That pays ninety dollars to go and see brickwork.
0: What are you looking at in Tom Cruise's heating bill that lets you know that it's Tom Cruise? Well, oh. His name and
2: address at the top. It's like, it's like when you get a new ha- when you get a house around here and you got to like prove <laughs> you live there. I, th- I thought it was like how m- how many radiators he turns. on. That would be my first question. It'd be
1: like, right, so that's where Swifty lives. Yeah, so, show me the electric bill. Show
2: me the electric bill. I would like to know how much he spends
0: a month. Show me, show me a bank statement. Also, what was brilliant, and you're probably right, but what was great is that this dude was trying to make out that the celebrities all the time come out and chat to him but mysteriously they weren't on the day that we were there aren't they what was bruce what was bruce (laughs) oh bruce willis bruce Brett Oh he's, he can't He can't he'll be, he's, yeah. he's always here oh, he's, he's at the all, gym at that time yeah. He's always here Mate you should see his heating bill He loves his sauna Yeah uh, It was stuff like that But very good Yeah I don't To be honest uh, uh, That's not in, in, the, in all the pantheon of facts That we've used It's low down But it's moderately interesting
1: Yeah it's low down Moderately interesting And also as well I think that it's not quite nice To expose famous celebrities For nonsense stuff And
0: that is that It's time for my first fact of the podcast. If you fancy making some money in China, there are worse things that you can do than being a professional fart smeller.
2: Professional fart smeller? (laughs) Oh, yeah. I mean, what what does a professional fart smeller do? Yep, that's a fart. Do you want the job? I mean, I think I've
0: just auditioned for it and absolutely nailed it. Now, so, there's a lot of things. It's quite important in the medical field because a professional fart smeller can actually detect... Some diseases like IBS through what are we on? What are we on? Hang on, 18 and a half minutes, 18 and a half minutes before the edit, and that's what you've mentioned. Yeah, well done. Oh, I don't want to mention IBS. We almost got through the whole show without me mentioning it. Oh, I feel like this is a fact that relates to it. So, uh, it like fish, um, some fishy smells in there, um, huh? Uh, uh, um, can 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 diagnose a bacterial infection in the stomach or in the intestine. Now, uh, actually, it's quite. You, you can get paid. I mean, I think this is a fairly old job ad, but I quite like it anyway. You can get paid uh, fifty thousand dollars US a year to be a uh, fart smeller. A few rules: you need to be between eighteen and forty-five. You can't smoke. You can't drink. That's it. That's so you're basically
1: putting your whole life on hold to sniff poo particles.
0: The Fifty grand a year, though, mate. The applicants are required to have no illness or any problem with their noses. Obviously, uh, the applicants will then undergo a series of odor recognition tests and long training courses. What are they? What are they? What are those long? Is training? this just like a human equivalent of a sniffer dog? Is this
1: basically like when we got put in a meeting room for this podcast? You get put in a room with like the guy that's interviewing you, and he just lets one go, and you're like, "What did I for dinner?"
0: That's not how it happens. You don't just sit in a random room. Uh, you. You have to, I don't know how they do it, but you physically smell a different person's fart every day.
2: Yeah, I'm really not on board with this. This
0: is so is though, not okay. Is, don't
2: people have their own unique fart smell? I think... I like, think, if we all ate the same,
0: I, I, surely our farts would still smell different. I think in the industry and in primary school, it's referred to as a brand. You have your brand... <laughs> Do you have a brand? Do you your remember that? Your brand the of school? farts, smell. <gasps> oh, that's your brand that is con. I tell you what is the worst Never
1: fart. Had that. right? And you know it's bad. It's when it's like a bit wet and loose and it's <laughs> one of them ones and you just know that it's going off, mate. Especially when you do that in the bed and it's
0: under the duvet and it can't Woo! I, I yeah, I'm not into that. I tell you the best fart. The best farts are bath farts. Oh, so the bubbles. If, if you if you if next time you're in a bath, uh kind of lay back Put your legs together so there's not much of a gap, then you let out a fart, then you can feel it run all the way up your legs till it gets to the gap, and then it... pop bubbly-pop. Any more fart opinions from you, Mark? No, absolutely none. Oh, you're so high and mighty. I'm, I'm the opinion. highbrow one of this podcast. Anyway, how much would you need... $50,000, how much would you need to be paid to forcibly smell a different person's fart every day? Mm. Let's say you have to be one metre... Oh, yeah, let's say you have to be one metre away from uh, a crack. How many farts a day? Just one a day? Three a day, morning, lunch, tea. I'm going to ask you this question, Connor, so get thinking of it. This price. is
2: making me want to fart. I'm going to say 75 grand
0: that's quite short I would have gone for much higher what about you you have to sniff I know three... but, but think how easy
2: it is you're not having to take that work home with
0: you you're not working weekends no, so I have to you're sni- not going
2: to get called into the office on evenings no, are you the no
0: the knowledge of that's your job means you do have to take it home with you no but the thing is Mark come on mate I... we've
1: both been we've spoke about this before we've both been on Tinder imagine what do you do for a living I sniff shit
0: yeah <laughs>
2: but but here's the thing I, this is what I always think about like garbage men as well right that absolutely reeks that garbage truck when it goes past you once a week no it's if pretty- if you were there every day doing that, I think you get immunity to it. Yeah, but it's... So a I dis- think, no, yeah, I okay. think first couple of
0: weeks, worst job in the world. Absolutely horrible. After that, it's just another day at the office, isn't No, it? it's a noble profession, though. Someone's got to take the rubbish, the garbage away. Sniffing at fart ain't that hey <laughs> you
2: you are diagnosing
1: illnesses can you imagine like there being that one time though where you are the smart the, 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 the smart the fart sniffer a geezer comes in lets one go and you are like bruv
0: oh, my. bruv
2: I have heard a lot I've smelled a
0: lot, a lot of, of farts
2: smut. and Ooh,
1: that is a different gravy mate
0: I wonder how Miley Cyrus Taylor Swift's and Katy Perry's farts were in that dressing room I'd sniff
1: Miley Cyrus time. fart for a fiver
0: Connor, give us your second fact of the podcast.
1: This blew my mind. A million seconds. A million seconds is about twelve days.
0: Are you joking? What? <laughs> oh, are you joking here? What? Did I did this? Did this fact make it into the podcast or was it in the pilot? Oh, I don't know. And then a billion seconds. Is are you? Are you? <laughs> f- if this. If, if this. If this was in the pilot that never got released, I am willing to pretend I don't know this fact, but this was probably the first fact I ever did on this podcast. Oh,
1: my
2: God, have we done it before? I've definitely heard it before. Yeah. But I don't
1: know. Oh, I didn't, I didn't know this. I mean, it's quite hard to remember all the... We're probably on 100 facts that we need to remember. That
0: is top-tier facts, though. Like, you will remember that. Now, here's the thing. I don't let, want to let you in behind the curtain, but we did a pilot of this, would you believe it, before we released what we called the first one, and we did three facts there which is stupid because then there's nine more facts that we can't use
2: now maybe we release it as Christmas special I think because so because I
0: don't want to do, I'll, I'll be honest Christmas I'm going to have some time off it get was, drunk and yeah. enjoy so, sparkly lights So just, uh,
2: that can go out of stick, Christmas fine <laughs> stick,
0: nice. stick some jingle bells in the background of it whatever I mean uh, it's, it's nothing to look forward to because it was before we had this slick chemistry but one of the facts that I did in either that or the very first episode was a variation of this I'll let you do it but why are you not listening to the podcast. Well, I
1: am listening to the podcast, but we're on 20, 22 episodes, okay, so that's nine facts an episode, nine times 22. We're looking at over 100 facts here. I, I've not got a log of it all.
0: Well, yeah, it's 200
1: facts. Look, I'll tell you what, let's simmer down and get into the facts. A million seconds is about 12 days, while a billion seconds is about 32 years. Mind-blowing. The way that I said it was better than you. And then I've got a little breakdown here. So it says... A million dollars may sound almost as good as a billion, but that's only because the average person has no concept of the vast difference between the two amounts. I think this is my fact.
0: No, it yeah, wasn't. You know, see, it as, was I'm, as I'm fact. saying
1: it, it's ringing a bell, but you were talking about the fiverr thing.
0: Yeah, we actually no. done this early on. Yeah, it was about five pounds. Then you asked me to work it out, and I got really confused. Yes. Yeah. Hear the joke. Sorry, it was from the fiverr, but it came from this fact. I said, what's the difference? The way to remember a difference between a million and a billion pounds, if I gave you the a pound every second... I'm yeah. talking seconds. Two very different things. Pounds you seconds, just, time. You just said time. pounds. No, no, that was that was giving you
1: a, uh, the idea as to like how Which crazy is what
0: I was doing. I can guarantee.
1: <laughs> I can guarantee you now that you have not said a million seconds is about twelve days. while a billion seconds is about thirty-two
0: years. Well, once in this whole podcast, actually about eleven. And somewhere along, I have the fact is, if you are struggling, you, you can't get your head around the, the sheer difference between a million and a billion pounds because you think they're both gigantic sums of money. The way to remember it, if I gave you a pound every second of the day for 11 days, you would get a million pounds. To get a billion, you'd need to wait over 32 years. Similar concept. Exactly the same (laughs) concept. Let's move on. Mark, what's your second fact of the podcast? Props that you
2: see on TV might not actually be the real thing. Now, I know that obviously sounds obvious that you're like, well, yeah, of course it wasn't the actual Titanic. Like, I'm not talking big props. I'm talking normal, everyday props. So take a bar scene, for example. People in the background playing pool and snooker. Mm -hmm. They are not playing with real pool or snooker balls. Why? Because they are too loud and too noisy. Instead, they will play with fake rubber balls because they make no noise. This, I guess, makes sense. Never thought of this before. Otherwise, it's incredibly hard to hear people. You just get the noise of pool in the background. Of course it is. Sound guys absolutely hate it. You can't cut. You can't get continuity. So they give them fake rubber balls that make no sounds and add the pool noises in in the background later. And that's just, that's just one example. There's loads of different examples out there.
0: <laughs> that's, just, that's just one example.
2: This is an winning example.
0: That's just one example. So
2: like the bees clunking, it's all added in. Yeah, and, you know, like in American shows where they have, you know, the big brown um, shopping paper bags. Mm. They're made out of vinyl, so they don't rustle. Because if you get a normal one of those, they rustle a lot all uh, over th- the place. I, say, I think
0: she thinks. I think probably beer. They've not got fake beer glasses. You're chinking that. I reckon that it depends what you're doing. Like, mm. it depends. If you're prime time, a lot of money spent, then you can probably afford vinyl plus um, shopping bags. But, you know, if you're run of the mill, it's paper and you're working through it.
2: I don't know, because they are very, very, very noisy. So normally they will buy in these fakes and obviously it also means those fakes will last because they made a vinyl they won't rip and tear and such. Yeah, so so
1: Dan, fun. I mean, this obviously this fact will just instantly come to you. During your time on set, Harry Potter, et cetera, et cetera, did you find that this was something that they
0: done? Prop-wise on Harry Potter, I know it's a stupid question, but I'll answer you anyway. Hmm. I recall sitting there at the Great Hall... Where there was the big banquet laid out, and there were profiteroles—quite a lot of those profiteroles that were absolutely fake—and they looked really delicious. And then the ones that we were given to eat, I mean, were uh, profiteroles are cold anyway, but they were like rank and cold because they were there for like five hours.
1: Thank this you. is yeah, this is something that I've never really thought about before, but I yeah. guess kind of makes sense here. So next time you watch your favorite TV show.
2: Doubt everything. I watched a really good film last night. What did you watch? A Star Is Born. I mean, I genuinely thought right there we but, were going to get like some really under the radar film. I'm not happy Be yet. like, I don't know. Maybe, maybe you've heard of it. Maybe you haven't. It's quite small. It's independent. And a Star Is Born, one
1: of the biggest films from the last two years. This film instantly comes second in my ranking. <laughs> cheaper by the dozen. Star is born. So cheap. Hang so on. So a, it sandwiches in between
2: cheaper by the dozen and cheaper by the dozen too. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so you go cheaper by the dozen. Star is born by a dozen too.
0: I. I mean, whoa! Yeah, I'm, I'm, this I, is this is a
2: bill. This is a big changer.
0: Imagine thinking that's at all worth a podcast. By the way, oh here, here you go. I watched a great film the other day. Uh, one of the biggest films of all time that's won loads of Oscars.
1: Yeah, but the reason that I, I'm thinking about this is because because I watched it yesterday, and Mark's talking about this. I'm thinking about all the scenes and scenarios in that film where this would have been applied. One being the sex scene. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I'm not even going there. <laughs> oh, hey, listeners, I can't wait for a great day of the year. It's really personal to me. Have you heard of it? It's called Christmas Day.
1: Oh, there we go. See, look, <laughs> I'm just saying that it was a good film and I'm just saying I can understand where what Mark's saying was probably applied.
2: <laughs> Why does it come back Because there's lots
1: of noise, so they must add that in. Do you know what I mean? Do you reckon they add that in or do you reckon they allow them to get on with it?
0: What was that last sound you made? No, it wasn't. What was the last oh. sound you made?
1: Uh, Seriously, though, do you reckon they go like Bradley Cooper, Lady Gaga, go at it and do the noises you imagine to do when you're having your moments? Or do you reckon afterwards they get someone like you, Dan, you know, the cast, the extra members, you know, the the Great Hall? No, I reckon they Uh, probably
0: get the actors. I probably get the award-winning actors that they're paying a lot of money to Hmm. to act and pretend they're in the scene, rather than having the mouth open, like, just open their mouths, make no sound, while someone like you comes in and looks like they've just found something good on Wikipedia going, oh! I'd be really good at that part. Maybe so, that's my calling. Time for my second fact of the podcast. Bob Marley was still a living legend even when he couldn't be around anymore. Uh, he used to donate a lot of money. This is pretty much true. There's a lot of things going around about it. I thought, but I'm going with it because it's so great. Uh, you know, No Woman, No Cry. Mm-hmm. Now, he used to uh, visit a soup kitchen... Uh, and, and he gave them a lot of money, this soup kitchen, when he was getting famous, he used to keep them going. He put the uh, the owner of the soup kitchen as a writer on the track so that when he died, the writer would still get quite a lot of royalties from the song coming in, mm. the, the owner, so it would go to the soup kitchen. Quite a lot. I mean, I'd love to know how much. Yeah, I mean, you probably can. We're probably talking millions. Mm. Vincent Ford is his name. Didn't George Michael
2: do similar when he wrote most of the wham stuff he put his mate on the writing credits so that he would get money for it as well that's pretty
0: cool isn't this it andrew Ridgeley, the yes. other guy in the, band. the other
2: guy in the band <laughs> i say his mate yeah the other guy in the band but he didn't have much to do with the writing of it whereas george michael was like right i'm putting you on there because you're in wham you're gonna get money for years
0: no woman no cry was the 37th best song of all time according to rolling stone
1: you see, this is the same concept. I was having a chat with my mate about this the other day. We was talking about Gymshark, the brand that has just yeah. been valued at $1.1 $1. $1 or whatever. Hmm. I mean, it's basically saying, imagine just like throwing away 1% of that company to somebody, you know, putting it up for like a raffle or whatever. You instantly become a millionaire. Yeah, it's a very good point. Like you could just literally be this huge superstar. Like you think somebody like Bob Marley, how many tracks has he made, right? You could just be like, Mark we're just going to put you on there. Your
2: life has changed, and it makes no difference to him. Of course it doesn't.
0: But the thing is, drop in the ocean. Yeah, but imagine. I think it's really hard to do it. I think a million pounds is such a a, an immense amount of money. It would take you a thousand uh, seconds to uh, (laughs) save it up. It would take you eleven days to save it up. Uh, I think having to physically part with that, you know, because you go without a million pounds for so long, then you suddenly get it, and then someone tells you, you know, give it away. To actually have to part with that money, I think, would be quite. Tough.
1: I don't know. I, I, you know, I sit there and I sort of think: if you was an artist and y- you'd never know you was losing it, how much do you have in your bank right now? As a guess, probably like eighty-five grand. Right. So give me. Are you talking current account, yeah? <laughs> yeah. probably eighty-five.
0: <laughs> so give me. Uh, well, what's that? A th- so g- give me, <laughs> give me eighty pounds right now. Give me eighty-five quid.
1: Oh, you see, this is the thing, isn't it? It's like the TikTok video that goes around where it's like. If you had eighty five, have you seen this? If you had eighty five thousand four hundred no, like seconds it. in the day, and somebody upset you for ten seconds? Would you let it? Or something like that. And it's like, if somebody took ten pounds away from eighty five well, grand, you wouldn't really see. But you wouldn't, wouldn't you? If I had eighty five grand, I gave you hundred quid.
0: Well, so but, you're, but, but you're
2: I, I think it's different though to just give the money. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You I wouldn't even, even see it if you Like, pomali. if you were in a restaurant, like the three of us, and you were like, oh, well, I've got 85 grand stashed away, I'll get dinner. Yeah. Then that's kind of like you don't notice it then.
0: Yeah. No, but you're saying that if someone's got a billion pounds, yeah. they could give a million pounds of it away without, you know, just, there you go. Yeah. So what I'm saying is that's a thou- that's a one thousandth of it. Yeah. A, a thousandth of 85 grand is 85 pounds so give me 85 pounds yeah but but right now yeah, yeah
1: but I haven't actually got 85 grand in my current account
0: oh uh, okay so but it's what, all in
1: your savings yeah but you know Bob Marley isn't even seeing the dough that's just going to that geezer well, which you're, is, not,
0: you're not seeing your, the dough is, in your current no, account
1: no no you get what I'm saying you, you, I mean, the money's already there like with you, Bob Marley he's you, getting you, royalties do you see what I'm trying to say he's not actually getting the million and then sharing it with him it's yeah. just split at the beginning so at even no point
0: right. does it hit his account yeah Yeah, it's all numbers on a screen though, isn't it?
1: Well, like Jeff Bezos, give us a billion, mate. He's just never going to see that. He wouldn't even know.
0: Give me 85 quid.
1: (sighs) I'll transfer it to you, (laughs) Monzo.
3: Hi, I'm
1: Laura Wright, and I'm here to tell you about my podcast, Music In My Life. In this series,
3: I'm talking to some amazing guests about their favourite pieces of music. We'll be delving into the music they listen to and why it shaped them throughout the years. It's like intense. It made me feel cooler and stronger and harder than I was.
1: But the man on board had had cancer. And that's obviously become a big part of my life. I can listen to it now, reminding myself
2: where I've come from. You just completely lost it as we pulled up to the the hospital. You
1: can find it wherever you found this podcast. Just search Music In My Life.
0: Connor, give us your final fact of the podcast.
1: In England, pigeon poo is property of the crown.
0: Queen, she gets everything. So this is
1: because pigeon poop could be used to make gunpowder because of this, King George I declared all pigeon poo to be property of the crown in the 18th century.
0: Again, to let you in behind the curtain here, we've got these things called pop shields that when you say <laughs> the, the, the P sound, it stops you going pur pur purr, purr,
2: And I've just done pigeon poop. Yeah. At the like- start, kinda of went, do I need one? I went, no, nah, you'll be fine, mate. It'll be fine. It won't be noticeable. Yeah. And I didn't fucking tell me there was a pigeon poop. But seriously, fact. so you can't touch pigeon poo?
0: So because I mean, made... you shouldn't touch pigeon
1: poop So basically, anyway. pigeon poop could be used to make gunpowder. So King George I declared all pigeon poop to be property... Pigeon poop to be property of the crown <laughs> in the 18th century. Pigeon poop. Poop.
2: I mean, it doesn't surprise me that you can use pigeon poo for gunpowder because pigeons are the evilest of all creatures on this planet. So... Uh, to create something as evil he, as
0: gunpowder. Why is he googling to check it, my fact is true? Trust me, I got this off of the internet. No, I was trying to work out if King George the First was Mad King George, and then it would. It, it's a bit interesting that the Mad King George, who was notably mental, um, d, d, uh, did stuff about pigeon poo. It's not him.
1: Yeah, well, it can make gunpowder. You, you you can't touch that that pigeon poo. So if a pigeon poos,
2: you don't. I mean, I think you can touch it. It's not a case of if a pigeon poos on you, like oh, I would clean it off, but I'm not allowed to touch it because the uh, Queen owns it. Is so this... what does it actually mean
1: being property of the Crown? Can I not like they own it? Wash it up?
0: Well, I don't. Think, I don't think they're, they're, they've got tags on every single bit of pigeon. Poo. But it's just
1: pointless, then, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's fun though.
0: Yeah, I mean it is pointless. It's these all, all these old rules are pointless. It's kind of like
2: the Queen owns all the swans. Yeah, I know about that. Like, yeah, I, I kind of uh, get that. Like, I do but, get that. But, but once that. again, that's kind of a bit pointless. Like no, the Queen's not going to go around and go, "All right, come on, swannies. in you come." No, swans, Over the Windsor with you. Swans are such beautiful evils, and they are quite evil.
1: But it's like I think the idea is there's not many swans compared to pigeons. so You can't be shooting swans, but shoot
2: pigeons all you like. Oh, Just don't shoot their poo. Would happily shoot pigeons. Yeah, yeah. Mm. rats with wings absolutely
1: now, I on. will cross
2: a street to avoid a pigeon
1: yeah so God, I just it's one of these things that I and I love it when we do facts like this this is why I wanted to share it when you think about back in the day back in the day and it's like imagine the conversation like listen pigeon poo we can use it to make gunpowder that's now property of the crown we need to announce this in the press next week this is coming out front page news
0: oh Oh, they did announce it back then
1: it would have been the paper wouldn't it do not touch pigging shit pigeon what? pigeon pigeon pigeon
0: well so this, this was George the First so it was town crier early yeah so at, the, at the, the dawn of the 18th century 1700s the why does he just how would they announce that I, mean, ta- I don't ta- know ta- town crier it's gotta be surely
2: okay. hear ye hear ye from this moment on all pigeon poo belongs
0: to the king
1: well, it definitely wasn't trending on twitter if that's what you're asking
0: be a good town cry though, wouldn't it? Yeah, it would be,
1: yeah. But yeah, so uh, Pigeon Poo, if, if you're out and about in the UK and you see Pigeon Poo, that is part of the crown. So do not step out online. line.
0: If you're in America, I mean, you can fondle all the Pigeon Poo you fancy. There we go. Once again, you should not, though.
1: Yeah, we shouldn't. But yeah, there we go. I
0: liked it. So enjoy. Mark, what's your third fact of the podcast?
2: So this is one which bothered me through a lot of summer. So... Humidity levels are measured by percentages. Connor's tuned out. Right. So you're like, oh, it's 70% humid today, which means it feels a lot hotter. But when humidity is at 100%, this is what's always baffled me. When humidity is at 100%, it doesn't just mean that the air is pure water or you're underwater. What it actually means is that the air can hold no more water vapour. Mate, I'm, com- I'm, not even- I'm
1: so lost.
0: Read, uh, say that back to us.
1: So the humidity in the air when at 100% means there's not much water vapour.
2: No, it means the opposite. It means that the air can hold no more water vapour.
1: What's water vapour?
2: To to go back a step. So the reason that humidity matters is that the more humid it is, the more water vapour there is in the air. Therefore, it's harder for your body's sweat to evaporate efficiently. Because the air doesn't want to take up that water. So water vapor is, you know, will come from any from like a pond or from a puddle if it rained before. Or it's it's heat, it's water which has evaporated into the air. It's water as a gas. Yeah. So if your body's sweat can't evaporate efficiently, it makes you feel hotter. So if you're in a country which has ten percent humidity and thirty degrees, mm. it's gonna feel relatively cooler. <laughs> Mm. compared to being in a country which is 30 degrees and 70% humidity.
0: Make that sound? Mm. That sounds like Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper doing it.
1: Yeah, it does, yeah. (laughs) Uh, These facts are hard for me. You know they are.
0: It's a very interesting fact. It is, yeah. I don't think we can go anywhere with it. It's an interesting fact. No, it's
2: one that bothered me all the the way through summer.
1: Well,
0: well, well, if it's 80% humidity, what's 100%? Am I underwater? Connor, when were you ever bothered by... The, the percentage of humidity. see I wasn't
1: there's two types of people in this world isn't there and there's going to be two types of listener pigeon poop they're going to love it humidity <laughs> they're going to love it you know and I'm up, I'm up, I'm understanding of that but Mark yeah, I'm a bit lost but I kind of get it
0: right it's time for the third and final fact of the podcast there is a post office right at the bottom of the Grand Canyon it sends out its mail by mule by what mule Mule. Mule.
2: Do we all just know what this is? Yeah, a mule. Okay, what is that? It's like
0: a type of cattle. Like a... It's like a donkey. It's, right. No, it's, it's the offspring of a donkey and a horse. Right. So it's like a crossbreed. And that carries Not postcards. Not really a cattle. What, well, letters and stuff? And
2: post, and probably Taylor Swift's electricity bill. It's <laughs> at
0: the bottom of the Grand Canyon. I'm going to give it a go at the pronunciation. Havasupai. Uh, it's in the Wild West. Right down at the bottom. Right. They they uh, Mule spent hours walking down there uh, to the Supai village six times a week from the post office down there. Uh, and you can send a, a, letter, a letter to this village that's right at the bottom of the Grand Canyon.
2: That's kind of cool. Am I right in saying that the Grand Canyon is Native American land? I don't specifically know. When I... What is this conversation? Where
1: do you know this? Why do we know this? When I went
0: to the Grand Canyon, the, uh, the person who showed us around... Uh, was oh, Native American from a Native American <laughs> tribe and I know it was their land. I'm not sure. I think some of it is, is, is broken up between different tribes.
1: He's such a tourist.
0: What's wrong, what's wrong just right?
1: goes to everywhere. It's like, oh, is there a ticket for anywhere that I can see here? Is there a tour around here? Yeah, I'll do it.
0: I mean, it's the, it's the Grand it's the Canyon. Grand, I
1: go it's the Grand to Canyon. LA, look at the buildings. Go to the Grand Canyon, get shown around. Just
0: go stand there on your own. Have a look, get a picture, I go wanted to, home. I wanted to go into the middle of it.
1: Are you the guy that when you go to New York, you pay for the on and off bus? You no,
0: go, yeah, you are, aren't you? No, of course you, I'm not. You're the guy that goes to New York five times, but goes up the Empire State every single no, time. No, 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 no. I, I went. I didn't go up the Empire State. I got told off for sitting on the desk yeah, right, right at the front. Yeah, yeah not right. allowed to do that. Got yeah. told off uh, for a picture. Yeah, sitting on the security desk.
1: Yeah, I got are it, you joking yeah, me? Got told off. Yeah, <laughs> obviously, that's the head security <laughs> desk in the
0: Empire State Building. Yeah, I wasn't allowed to do that. And there's
1: young Daniel just sitting there. <laughs>
0: no, I'm pretty good when I'm adventuring and exploring. I just usually go for a walk. Top tip: if you ever are going to a city, particularly a European city grab yourself a free walking tour really early on because it'll give you a good lay of the land it's absolutely free and it'll and it, no and it gives you some brilliant tips on off the beaten track places to go or you can do a
1: connor holiday which is go to the closest pub have a good old beer and
0: find your way around.
1: See what happens. Where do you end up? We don't know. let go for a wander. And there's you with your free walkie-talkie thing or whatever, <laughs> getting, getting the land <laughs> locked down. Oh, okay, right. So I know where I
2: am now. It's nice. Free to... walkie-talkie. Do you, no, do, Dan... do you think he just goes to, like, Barcelona and goes, can I get a walkie-talkie, please, boy. so I can just talk to you and just discuss where I am? Uh, excuse me. Uh, <laughs> do I take a left or a right here? Over. <laughs> I just have to confirm this. And please just tell me, you know when you go
1: on the buses in, like, Paris... Things yeah, like that. Yeah, sure. Are you the guy that plugs the headphones into the free no, thing that no, tells you? No, you are, you are! Know. And he's like so the free right, little thing in the wall. It's like the aux lead di- and it no. tells you a bit about the place. There's
0: a difference here between doing that. But going to the Grand Canyon, one of the world's greatest natural features, just because I've gone there doesn't make me some absolute square that does this. Well, no, okay, no. Grand Canyon,
1: okay, I'm on board, I get that. In the same breath, you've told me that when you arrive in a country or a place, you're doing a tour to find your... Land.
0: No, because if you go to a city, you've only got two days there. You want to see as much as you can. It's a brilliant way of doing it. It's free. You get some brilliant tips for uh, cheaper off the beaten track pubs. It's an amazing thing that you can do.
1: Maybe I'm doing it wrong. I just you, whenever, whenever I go to a city, I go to the pubs, the restaurants. I don't really walk the
2: streets. Well, yeah. So I love I love a good walk of a street, but I'm not like an organised tour kind. Of. I'm like right in the middle of you two.
0: No, because I would. Because I know that if I just go there and like look up a few places that I want to see, I'm going to miss out on stuff. I'll only do the standard tourist trap. Whereas at least if I go on a walking tour, someone will tell me maybe something interesting. Um, when I did the, when I went to New York, I did a big walk. Actually, this was off my own back, off looking on a map online. I walked from Brooklyn all the way up, all the way up. All the way up to where? When you say all the way up, what? To the north of Canada? We have such different
2: trips. I would love to go on holiday with you two just to
0: see you two trying to have a holiday together. I was there for five days. I was going to do what Connor would do, which is, you know, this, we'll just chill out. I don't know. Something might happen to me while I'm in spoons. Uh well, I, I I wanted to find out the common pub in New York. I, oh let's go chuck some ice hockeys at Dave and Busters or whatever you're doing. Uh you want to go there, you want to find out the most of everything. So on the first day, the first morning, started at the bottom of the of in in Brooklyn, wandered all the way up all the way around, saw the bull, went on that weird like skyline thing, the train thing, yeah. Yeah. Uh then ended at Central Park. And then I went and had a beer and I earned it cuz I walked about 30,000 steps.
1: So when you go to, to somewhere like New York... is How that,
0: is this hard for you to... Under, why are no, there more questions? But is
1: that top of your list? Because top of my list was Cat's Deli. No. Yeah, you see, this is where we're different people.
0: Well, well, Kat, you're, you're acting like you're some like, oh, uh, uh, sophisticated person that does stuff off the beaten track and you're going to Cat's Deli.
1: Yeah, yeah, like where does the oldest salami thing? I'm going there. Whereas Dan's doing the marathon in New York. <laughs> anyway.
0: Right, and that is the end of this week's Baffled. So what have we learnt... Uh, on our first week back in the studio, well, that really—if we're being honest—no one cares what the humidity is and what it actually means. Also, Connor would be a butler, just to sniff some of Miley Cyrus's great gas. And also, speaking about farts, bar farts are absolutely the best farts going. Uh, thank you so much for listening. A few bits of admin to clean up. If you are—if you think you are the most famous listener of this podcast, we don't care what you do. If you think you are the most famous, uh, let us know. Email us some form of proof. What's the email address? Info at baffledpod.com. That is also the place to go if you fancy being one of the few that can get your hands on an exclusive range of baffled badges, the first bits of baffled merch. You need to prove that you're getting uh, more people subscribe. You're doing our work. You need to prove you're getting more people subscribed to the show. Send us a screenshot of uh, the, the message you're sending to someone else or record it, send us a video, any one of those. Back to the email address, which is... Info at baffledpod.com What's on the badges, you remember? Yeah, it's something
1: about poo and IBS.
0: Yeah, basically. You but you want to get involved. I'm
1: about to get one and stick it on my laptop.
0: You can be part of bibs. There you go. Thank you so much for listening. Also, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts if you've not done that already. Uh, And subscribe as well so you never have to miss an episode and we will see you next week with a brand new baffle. Say goodbye, Mark. See you later. Say goodbye, Connor. Au revoir. I am about to have a long walk around a brand new city. No, (laughs) And we will see you soon. Bye. Bye, bye, bye.